Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. Uh, I am joined this week by a, a newcomer in Scottish wrestling. I'm joined by the Phoenix, Colton Davis. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I, I'm not too bad. It's just still a bit of a weird time. You're now my second interview in 2021, as I pull back the curtain here, as always, uh, because mm-hmm. I can't keep my mouth shut and tell everyone when I do these scheduling things. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting back in the swing of things. Had about an hour chat with, with, with Shady uh, and just get back in the rhythm of things of doing interviews. So I'm really excited about speaking to yourself because um, our first season was a lot of, of newcomers and folk mm-hmm. didn't actually even have matches. But I know you had. You've had a good, yeah. good few matches now in Source Wrestling. So uh, we'll go with the boring question and just go out from there. How did yep. you get into pro wrestling? Um, so when I was probably about five or so, it was always kind of on in the background. Um, I think my dad watched it kind of, not to any real length. He wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't follow it, but it was on in the background. And, um, the first kind of full show I watched was the Royal Rumble in 2008. Uh, where Cena come back and won the Rumble. And from then it was just kind of, I was hooked on, on that. I watched the WrestleMania the following April or something um, and that was it from there I've just always watched like it was kind of on and off kind sort of um, back when I was like six seven but I've, I've always watched wrestling in some some capacity especially WWE in the younger years. So that's automatically felt make me feel because up to 2008 I was 18. Uh, the, the year I remember that 2008 the Cena return of course that was that was huge I stayed up Raw Rumble's the one I try to stay up for um, except this last year where I've stayed up for all of them because I work from home at the moment so it's great uh, but uh, 2008 especially Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton for the WWE mm-hmm. title uh, and that was the whole build up to Jeff not being able to make the big one and and then yeah. Armageddon 2008 uh, him actually winning the title um, yeah. what a year uh, so 2008 is when you started uh, any favourites well Cena would see what would be one of your yeah. favourites seeing him or it's grown up yeah um, it was like I think the three mains would be Cena just for the kind of return I was like he looks like he knows what he's doing he's a big he's a big lad um, and then like Jeff Hardy Obviously, he's you know he automatically draws you in with his unique look. He's not six foot seven and three hundred pounds of muscle and looks like he's chiseled out of stone. He's a bit unique, very different, and his obviously his matches are unreal. Some of the things he's done, and then the other was Randy Orton, um, which has always been cons- he's been the one kind of consistent. Which is strange because not many five year olds like the bad guy, um, but for some reason he. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but he's always been one of, if not my favourite, and he has been my favourite of all time. Um, so yeah, those those three were the main, the main ones. Yeah, They're definitely a big, like wide berth of of characters as well. Because you got Cena, the powerhouse, he's the the big guy who just flings people about, really. And uh, then you got Orton, slow, methodical, yeah. everything makes sense, it's logic. And then you got Jeff Hardy, who. <laughs> Just does everything. So that means your first uh, taste of Jeff Hardy, so to speak, brought up this That would have been uh, Mike Adamley. I don't know if you've ever went back to listen to it, him calling him Jeff Harvey. So that's <laughs> 2008. Oh, you, that means you started right through Mike Adamley's uh, time uh, in WWE. I'm going to go back and watch 2008. That's my plan this weekend, uh, next weekend. Mm. I'm going to do that. Some Oh, absolutely. Some. I mean, when you go back, I'm just going from memory because I'm. I, this is a January's round bit of time I, I watch Raw Rumbles because Raw Rumble season. That's when you watch mm. them all. Yeah. 2008, you would have had uh, Umaga. Uh, you would have had uh, Roddy Piper was in that Rumble because of mm. course oh, he was. And so was there. Uh, was it Snooker? It was Snooker. Yeah. Uh, you had Foley, Hornswoggle mm. turned up. 
Um, yeah. Just an uh, absolute weird time. Um, mm. Yeah, so Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy seems to be popping up quite a lot. It doesn't matter what age. He seems to be able to... Um, yeah. Everyone seems to just gravitate to Jeff Hardy. I don't know if it is that uniqueness, like you say. He's just... Yeah has something he was he was my favorite growing up to the point where i actually got a hardy boys tattoo uh-huh. so that's, wow. oh, that's cool that's uh, dedication or stupidity yeah. who, who knows <laughs> uh, but yeah so what i know from you is i haven't actually seen you wrestle himself um i, I think there's probably some action on youtube um mm. is you're a big lad as in tall yep. and uh but you're not a big guy wrestler as in you're not like the power guy um, no. from your interview you had with us in the past you, you mentioned guys like Dominic Dijakovic so that kind of hybrid power yes. guy um, so what's did you do any sports before you started training or what was your kind of athletic background before beginning mm-hmm. of wrestling I've done a bit of everything really the main one was football I played, I played football since probably the same time I got into wrestling five um, right up until I was 16 um I think quite about a year and a half ago or, or wrestling. Um, I've played darts. Don't know how I got in, into that one, but I've played darts, um, boxing, karate. I just kind of tried a bit of everything. And then it got to the point where 16, I had exams, I got a job, and I had wrestling and football. I said, right, okay, what one? What one did I go for? And it, it was a no-brainer. There was I didn't play football at any high level. It was purely just for fun. Um, it was like, could I make it as a pro footballer? No. Could I make it to a decent standard of being a professional wrestler? I think possibly. So and I enjoyed wrestling more. So I was like, we'll we'll we'll, we'll put football to the side. I've enjoyed it. Um, it's been good playing it for like twelve years or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, I hung up the hung up the football boots and picked up the wrestling ones. I suppose as well, when you said that you could make a, a get to a decent level in wrestling, it is a very much a smaller pool, uh, even mm. though there's like, I don't know, if time I had 16 promotions in Scotland, quite quite a lot, and there's quite a lot of people vying for spots. It is. Mm. It, it, football, millions play it, yeah. uh, they, yeah. uh, thinking they're going to be the next Ronaldo or, or uh, mm. show, show my knowledge of football here. I stopped watching in around about 2003, so it was last time I watched yeah. football. Um, you yeah, so, know, make you feel... Uh, th- Whoever, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, what made you decide then to actually go pursue wrestling? And was it source you started off with, or did you try a couple of places beforehand? Uh, I don't, I don't really know. Like source, it's always been source, but I, I never, growing up, I was never, I never said I want to be a professional wrestler, possibly because I didn't really think it was like a realistic thing for someone, a boy who lived in Glasgow, and then. I don't know, I just kind of stumbled across it on Facebook when I was 15. Um, and for whatever reason, it took me like six months to work up the courage to ask my parents. And there was no reason for me for me to be nervous to ask them. I was just like, they're going to say no, they're going to say no, they're going to say no. Um, and eventually I asked them, they're like, yeah, okay. So I was like, cool. Um, but like, I live very close to the Source Wrestling School. Um, all my life I've lived here and I had no idea that it was there. No idea. And like I was on Facebook one day, it was like, there's a wrestling school in Altair's Retail Park, which is a stone's throw away. Um, so that it was quite a surprise. But I mean, I'm very lucky because I know some people travel a long while for training. Um, one that comes to mind who's been doing really well is Ryan Richards. He would, he would travel I think it was a six-hour round trip to come down to Source. Um, so, yeah, I, I was very, very lucky. Yeah, I mean, I've heard from uh, guys, I spoke to Bradley Poole, who's now Mayhem Brooks. He, he used to travel from up my end uh, of the town, uh, where I live, Elgin, uh, all the way down to, to Glasgow, Barhead, Airdrie, whatever. Uh, but three hours there to go down, then three hours back. So that's mm-hmm. just, I don't have that commitment. <laughs> I mean, the nearest school I've got is probably an hour and a half away. I'm like... No, 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 I'm all right. But yeah, it's just good that you've got a company that's a promotion, sorry, a school that's got, that's held in such high regard as well, just across the road. Um, What was it like taking that first bump then? Um, Bad. (laughs) Like, I'd built myself up for it so much. Like, I was so excited to get in there and I was like, 
I, at the back of my mind, I was like, I might not like this, but when I got in and I took the bump, it was like, anybody that knows, it just shakes you right through. Uh, and I was like, oh, that really, that was bad. I, I'm not too sure I want to do this. Um, but I just kind of persevered and you kind of get used to it. Um, but the worst one for me was um, rope running. That was very bad. That was worse than the bumps for me because I was like, I'm still skinny now, but I was very skinny when I started. And running ropes, it was just my spine against it. It was, no, nah, it was not fun. Not fun. So I me mean, being what, six foot six, am I right in thinking that you're, you're six foot six? You'd also have to do quite a, a lean as well to get mm. get under the rope, I would think. Yeah. And especially what standard rings in Scotland are what, I don't know, uh, 14, 14 foot? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're you're just about half <laughs> the size of the ring as well. Um, yeah. Was there, a, was there a big learning curve? Did you have to get extra kind of pointers how to work as a, as a bigger guy around the ring, not just in the actual wrestle moves itself, but how to mm. move yourself. Yeah. Um, with with the ropes, I, w- I think I was told to think, the one person I was told to think about was the Undertaker. Because when you see him, he's leaning, he's like halfway across the ring and he's already leaning into the ropes. Um, because I was just kind of trying to do the Rey Mysterio stand up, hit the ropes, and that wasn't working for me. So it was really lean into it. Um, and it, it looks better if you le- if you le- if you hit the ropes hard, it looks better. If you lean into it, it looks better. Um, yeah, ring awareness took a while. I'm used to playing a football pitch, which is ginormous, big field, and then this small, compact space. It, yeah, it took a bit of getting used to, but in the end, it, I kind of got that. So you say Undertaker was one guy you had to look at. Was there anyone else that you were kind of pointed towards? Uh, to to get your uh, style or or at least your your motions in order. Hmm. So I knew that I didn't want to be a a, a big guy like wrestle like a big guy because um, it, it wasn't believable. Like I was very skinny. If I was going against anybody who was anywhere near the same size as me, they would more than likely be a lot like broader than me, and it wouldn't be realistic me throwing them about and stuff. Um, so I was told to look at guys. Chris Brooks is one. He's kind of same size as me. Uh, Chris Brooks was one, and then obviously, as he said, Dijakovic. He was—he's obviously—he's a big guy in both ways, but still, the way he kind of incorporates two styles into one. Uh, yeah, those those were the two main guys, obviously. Uh, one one that I just came to mind when you were speaking about that, Baron Corbin as well, probably. He's mm-hmm. quite that bigger yeah. guy, but doesn't work as a, a power guy. He's like that weird hybrid yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Cool. I mean, we've got some questions here. I'm just going to just rattle because one we've kind of spoken about already, which is from Manlon. He asked, uh, why are you so tall? Is your, is your parents tall? Are your parents tall? Um, I get my height from my mum's side of the family. Mum's kind of tall. Um, she's tall for a woman. Um, she's like 5'10 or something, um, which I get told is tall for a woman. I'm, 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 I'm just, I think that is. Um, but her two brothers are like six four plus, so that's that's what I get it from. Well, to put that perspective, I'm five ten, so that, that's so yeah, my height. That's pretty much uh, as, as your mum said yeah. there. So um, we'll go back to source for it, just because that's where it's where you've been wrestling. So how long did you go from training to actually do one of the matches? I'm assuming assuming it would have been a showcase you would have done first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It took it took quite a while. It took longer than I would have hoped. Um, I had other commitments, like I mean, school was the main one at the exams and things like that. Uh, so I debuted coming up for a year, which still blows my mind. I've had two matches in my first year, um, and I started training in mid to end two thousand and eighteen. So yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, some people take longer, some people don't take as long. Like the boys I debuted with. Um, Darren and Darren J Blair and AJ Diaz. They'd been wrestling for a little over a year, um, which is pretty mad. And then Jack Ripley, he'd been wrestling longer than me, so it, it just kind of depends on the person. Really. So would that be your just about your class um, when you started, or is there anyone else that's currently active that that you started with uh, in your training in 2018? Uh, so 
the way Source works, um, we do in intake classes, so you have to go through a, like a six week, get used before you go into like the the classes with the rest of the school. Um, and nah, I'm the only one left from my clan. There was like eight, and they've all just kind of dropped off one by one. So it's it's just me from my kind of start. But Jack Ripley started a couple of months before me, so we've kind of been training together for for a wee while. So after that first match, of course, it would be against. Uh, around friends and family if it's a showcase show as it usually is uh, was there any nerves uh coming out for that first match whether you, you maybe forget something or just what were your first thoughts going into that first match uh like i woke up on the morning uh like shaking physically shaking i was like nah, i can't i can't do this um but i was lucky in the way that i was told two days before that i was going to be debuting because someone had pulled out so I think if I had like a couple of weeks, I'd have been a nervous wreck for like those those weeks. So I, I, it was just like you get two days, you just go, you just need to do it. Um, as I got to the the day went on, I got more and more nervous until we were stood behind the curtain. And I was like, this is it. You've been training to do this for over like a year and a half. You've watched this since you were five years old. This is it. Just go out and enjoy yourself. Thankfully, it was a six-man as well, so I, I didn't have a great deal to do. But I was, I was still nervous. I was like, well, if I forget something, like, just breathe. And as soon as I stepped out, it was like, it just felt right. There was no nerves. Um, my dad was in, mom and dad and my brother. And my, there was a lot of people in the crowd. Um, and my dad had said to my mum, I found this out afterwards, I think after the first match they'd seen, he was like, said to my mom, he's not going to be able to do that because I, I'm not an outgoing person, really. It's like, he's not going to be able to go out there and say this and perform. And I just went out and I could see his face. He was like, who on earth is that? Because it's, it's, it's not me. It's, it's not it's, it's not I'm the way I usually am. I, I can segue to my next question beautifully there because thought, usually when I say the first match and I say, um, how do you feel? My next question is, are you are you an outgoing person? So, uh, because of course, most of wrestling is the performance. So it's, it's actually getting the crowd on the side or or against you, whichever it may be. Um, so your dad said you're shy. You're not very outgoing. You said yourself there. So how, what was it like? Just getting the crowd involved, or was it a little bit easier because there's only you're only a part of that six man. Mm. Um. Like I'm not, I'm not shy, um, but I'm, I'm not like in my circles. I'm, I'm outgoing, but like with other, I just kind of keep myself to myself if it's people that I don't know or whatever. But when you get to know me, I'm a bit more. Um, but uh, no, it, I, 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 it's strange. It's just everything. As soon as I stepped out there, it was like because I was kind of worried. I was like, am I gonna be able to shout and try and get the crowd into it? But nah, it was just, it just naturally happened and it wasn't until after it, I was like I can't really believe that I actually done that because I don't have a background in any theatre or drama or anything like that I'd never done anything like it before hated drama in school never done any school shows or anything like that so it was just it was a pleasant surprise when it just kind of happened I think it's a strange thing. I mean, I've I've fully done talking bits. I've mentioned them. I've talked about loads. I've very few wrestling stories, so I have to go back to the old ones. But uh, it, once you're out there and you're in the ring, you're in control. I find so if you if you go in there with confidence or at least some sort of confidence, the crowds try or well, has to believe you because you believe it. Uh, if you go in there hunched over, nervous, gibbering, and all that, the crowd will just eat you, eat you alive. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so it's just just as long as you go in confident, like you say, once away you clicked. Um, mm. It's it's really difficult to to not, unless you're totally rubbish in the ring. But it's difficult not to get the crowd on side with you. Um, yeah. So Manlon's also asked any story behind the ring name. So you're the Phoenix Colton Davis. Uh, yeah. What was behind the moniker and the and the name itself? Um, so again, it was like I had I didn't have a. a before debuting, I didn't know what my name was going to be. Like I didn't have it predetermined. Um, so when I told I was debuting, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't until I got home I was like, I need a name. 
So I sat with my mum and dad, and we were, my dad was coming up with some ridiculous name. He was like, call yourself Big Mac. I was like, no. Mum said Big Daddy. Um, <laughs> like, I, I think that's been you. Um, so Colton is the name of <laughs> a banjo player in a Canadian folk band music, Canadian folk music band that my dad likes. So I thought, no, I don't really know anybody in Scotland called Colton. We'll roll with that. And Davis kind of fitted with it. Uh, Phoenix, I was actually going to be called Colton Phoenix. But I thought that sounded too kind of American. Like, I'm from yeah. Glasgow, that, that doesn't really, Colton Phoenix doesn't really make sense. So, like, the Phoenix, I can't remember what someone said, what about the Phoenix, Colton Davis? And I was like, yeah, why not? So, so... I, I love that you, you actually asked your parents because I find like, I know my dad anyway, and I'm assuming your dad would be the same. If he came out with a ridiculous name, he would come out with a million ways for fans <laughs> to to take the mickey out of it. Um, yeah. Because uh, I know when I'm thinking of like, I don't know, future kids' names, as soon as someone mentions a name, I'm thinking, right, how can the kids mock this? And I, I am Billy. <laughs> I was a very easy target for my name uh, as, as well. But yeah, so I, I just, yeah. So uh, a little bit of a tribute to your dad uh, as well as kind of. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just imagining Colton Phoenix coming out and just a, a bit of a cowboy kind of thing, just because you're thinking Americanized. And yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, there's, there's worse names, I suppose. Uh, so you did Source. You, still, you were doing Source until, of course, the world yes. ended. Uh, and it could still be the case when this goes out in February, uh, as as yeah. as of as of recording, we're going into lockdown at midnight tonight uh, for a, a nationwide lockdown. Yeah, Fantastic. exciting. <laughs> uh, so you've had a few matches now. Any highlights? Uh, what has been your your kind of highlights so far? I was just just starting, just getting to do it. Uh, all of it, really. Like the debut, obviously, will always be. Um, special like getting to do it with my friends as well um myself Darren, jack and aj trained together for uh, since they, they started a year in the lead up and we were always friends and uh, trained together and whatnot so that'll always be special and there's a picture that i love it they were obviously on different teams but at the end of it we all the four of us got in the ring and we, there was a brilliant picture of the four of us that i'll never forget um, so that was a very special moment. And then my second match was against Robert Wishart, um, which, again, he's been about for quite a bit. And he was one of my trainers. So to get to go in there with him, test myself, as someone after the match had said, one of the best in the UK, and I do believe that, uh, underrated. And, yeah, to, to be able to go in there with someone like him, who's been a lot around for so long, uh, taught me quite a bit as well. So to be able to test myself in there was, was really good, yeah. Yeah, and of course, Robbie, uh, as of last year, is now one of the, the co-owners or, or at least one of the head yes. trainers at Source now. Yes. Um, must be really great like wrestling someone like Robbie, who who is just one of those guys that can just do just about anything flippy-wise. Uh, and of course, you'd be a big six-foot-six guy. Uh, must be just a, a thrill just to be able to not do anything you want with them, so to speak, but like having that opportunity to be that base to someone that good. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that is that the two two matches you say or we had any more since then? Or was that your uh, no it was just those two. We had there was ones planned that unfortunately never got to happen. I was due to have a match with uh Darren in April and then it was supposed to be myself and Darren against Airstrike, um Jack Ripley and AJ Diaz at the Respect Pro uh, gala in Lochwinock. Uh, unfortunately, that never got to happen either. So hopefully, we'll get the chance to have both of those matches whenever we get back. But... Fingers crossed. So yeah, the world ended in March 2020. Um, what? How have you been keeping yourself busy? Have you been training? Just finding ways to train and keep yourself active. Yeah. So like the first main lockdown, um, that was obviously the the worst, and we've had periods of freedom since then the first one was just the same as everybody trying to keep because it was the first time obviously we'd, we'd faced a situation like that now we're somewhat used to it some people um but yeah it was just i've thankfully got a, a, an all right set up there 
um, treadmill multi-gym in a couple of weeks. So I was able to keep myself active as well as running and sources known for their body weight um, workouts. So there was, I was well equipped knowledge-wise for that. Other than the exercise, I'm, I'm I'm still at school, so I've been had that, and I'm, I'm working as well. So I've been able to keep myself busy. So a lot of people that are listening, uh, perhaps, may not have, have heard your name until our stupidity of tournaments uh, on Twitter, uh, where you teamed with Rain, thanks to yes. the the magic hat of me drawing yeah. nicknames. Um, yeah, that's so. Again, you said you're you're shy, not around uh, around new people and all that kind of thing. So social media seems to be the way a lot of wrestlers at the moment have had mm-hmm. to uh, keep their name out there as long as as well as as themselves fit. Um, so you entered the tournament, and then you teed up with Rain. What were your thoughts going into that? Because it's, it's a different environment. It's not wrestling. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, personality. And all that yeah. kind of thing. So, what, what were your thoughts taking part in that? Uh, well, it was it was strange because obviously no one really knew me. Um, but I, I was thankful for for that the tournament because it did give me an opportunity to kind of get my name out there a bit more. Um, and tagging with with the rain, it's a, an unlikely partnership. We'd never spoke before. We never met before. Um, but it, it, it worked and hopefully we're, we're both hoping that at some point down the line we'll get to kind of take that Twitter tournament alliance and bring it to fruition in real life, which I think would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, so I mean, what, what, when that was announced, was it was it Rain contact yourself or are you hers going, right, this is weird, uh, <laughs> what what are we going to do kind of thing? Or is it just, did you hit off kind of straight away? Yeah, so I, I mean, I didn't really know what 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 to do. Um, I think she nobody did. Me first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think she messaged me first, and she was like, um, "So are you good at promos?" And I was like, "Oh, she wants to do a promo." And I'd never done a promo before, but it, it turns out she wasn't being serious. We were going to do a promo, but for whatever reason, we didn't. Um, I think we could put. It. We're going to do one in the next round, and I get out. Um, but yeah, we we got on really well. Um, We've never met in person, as I said, but yeah, I consider her to be one of my a close friend in wrestling. Um, which a year ago I definitely wouldn't have expected, um, because, because she's way over a different, uh, different school, really, different, absolutely different area, and all that kind of stuff. Well. Opposite, but <laughs> it, it works well, and we got on really well, so yeah. Uh, so she did send in a question, uh, she put, Who's the first team, uh, that you know? That the two you are going to beat. Uh, I was going to say airstrikes probably in there somewhere. Absolutely, I would enjoy beating up two of them. Uh, the two of them, I think Omar Mohammed and any partner of his choosing. Um, <laughs> him and his we probably. He he was the, he was the brunt of of some um, <laughs> some Twitter attacks. <laughs> um, that would be fun. Would I'd love to have a match singles or as a team with with Omar Mohammed. Um, one team I'd love to face is the uh, KOE. They are fantastic. It's great to see them getting their shot in ICW just now. So they are fantastic. But anybody, I would uh, yeah. As long I'd, I'd love to team with Rain at some point in any capacity against anybody. I think that was really cool. Yeah, KOE at the moment, they really are. Uh, it's one of those teams where I've, I've kind of seen, like in older shows for, for Source, that see how far they've grown uh, as yeah. an act as well. And uh, they're definitely one of the, the best tag teams to come out of, of Source, certainly. Um, they're getting chances on, on WWE Network, of all places, which is yeah. mind-blowing to think of. As, um, and they are, they are two guys who, they've both of them have helped me a lot, Um they were they're kind of similar height to me, and they helped me with the nutrition side of things of getting getting bigger. They helped me in ring a lot, and they're two guys who they'll be first to admit it when you meet them. They're not <laughs> the most charismatic people, and they again they just switch it on. So they were able to kind of help me in a variety of different areas um, before I, I debuted. They were always ones that I'll kind of go to. I've got an idea, I'll bounce it off them, they'll, they'll kind of 
tell me if it's good, bad, and different. And they've just been really helpful over the, the past kind of year and a bit, two years, whatever it was. So when you think of source, then, uh, another guy that comes to mind would be uh, ADM, uh, Alexander McCallan, who, again, is a big guy, a big, tall mm-hmm. guy. So, so is he another one that you're able to bounce ideas off of for, for how to work as uh, as part of your size? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, he's I was going to say, it's the, the two boys, the KOE boys and um, ADM have been the two, three most helpful fellow trainees in my, my journey, if you like. I think ADM's one who anybody can kind of go to, especially within Source. He's the 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 locker room leader, if you like. Obviously, being the first champion and things like that, and he's 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 very good in the ring. And I didn't I knew he was good, but I didn't realize how good he was until I had a, a training match with him. I was like, he's yeah, <laughs> he's very very good. Um, yeah, he's another one that's definitely played a big part in my kind of coming up. Uh, so I've got a couple of questions from from Darren. Uh, you've mentioned him a couple of times now, so I'll go. He's got four, so it's going to be uh, probably quite in depth here. So he's uh, won three matches that you want to have. So who would be your, your top three opponents? We'll just go for anywhere, any wrestler, uh, any. Anywhere, you've made it. You've made it difficult for me. Anywhere. Um, Chris Brooks is one. I'd love to have a match with Chris Brooks. I mean, it's not very likely with him just now with him being in Japan and that, but Chris Brooks is one. Uh, uh, that's just, <laughs> um, I mean, Randy Orton has to, absolutely has to. If I could wrestle anybody in the planet, it would be Randy Orton. <clears throat> and then one kind of more close to home would probably be ADM. I'd, I'd love to have a match on a an actual show with ADM and Darren because we were supposed to have that match and it never got to happen, so any of those four matches would be throw him in there. Uh, so he's also put nicest people in wrestling. So a resource have had a, a good few folk come through uh, for special training classes and what have you. So who, who's the nicest people you've met in wrestling? Uh, he's got some hard questions. Yeah, um, I've not met too many people outside Source. Like I've I've met a good few people, but I've not had a chance to get to know them. Uh, Mandlin is probably the first name that comes to mind, Manlin. I'd never spoken to him before and it's just like you've known him forever. When you talk to him, he's just so easy to talk to. Um, he's always there to kind of point, point different things out. He's been around for quite a while. Um, yeah, it was nice to speak. Mark uh, Austin Brooks, he's changed his name. Austin Brooks, he's always very bubbly. You know, he's always got a smile on his face. As soon as he comes in, he's just there with like smile and always cheering everybody up. Third person nicest in wrestling. Uh, there's so many. I don't. I don't want to like list off every. It's fine. Like, he didn't give you a number, course. so so I'll just say two, 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 two of them, and just everyone. Uh, yeah. Because I like to keep this this podcast positive as possible. Oh, rain, so. rain, rain, rain. That have to be rain on it. Absolutely, have to rain on it. Um, so he also asked uh, 2020 in five words. Of course, it's now 2021, but uh, mm. 2020, the year of rubbish. Describe it in five words. Uh, this, no, it was really, really bad. <laughs> it was really, really bad. I don't think that's what he meant, but that's what he's getting. Yeah. yeah. I think someone's just come into my house. So I was going to be a second while we check that out. If you want to, to plug anything in the meantime, we'll do your social media at the end. I was going to double check that. Uh, so it's going to be a second or two. No right, that was, that was my mother-in-law, so uh, <laughs> I will go back and check just to make sure you haven't just read, read fan fiction or anything weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, so apologies for that, uh, mother-in-law dropping off soup. So there's second <laughs> interview of, it's quite good because the second interview of this year, the second interview I did in season one, I had to leave the room because my dog decided to, to play with a squeaky toy and I had to go get it from her. So, you know, just keeping with the, the theme of just making this is a disaster podcast. But uh, we'll, we'll recover it. Darren, I <laughs> had our questions well. He had four in total. He had goals for 2021, which is pretty good. So what, what are your goals for this year? Uh, wrestle in any capacity is the first one. I think, I, I think 
I think we'll be able to. I think we'll get back in the ring in some capacity this year. Um, it it doesn't seem like it now with obviously today the the new restrictions coming in. But I, I do think that we're on. We're quite close. It might seem like we're a million miles away, but I do think we'll get back. Um, it's like my goal for last year was just to wrestle as much as possible against as many different people in as many different places as possible. And I think that's it's the same thing for this year. It's just wrestle as much as I can. Um, tagging with Rain is one. Um, I'll just, just get myself out there a bit more. I didn't really have a chance too much. I had two matches to really get my name out there. So I think to, to, to make people more aware of who I am, and what I'm, what I'm about, I think that would be kind of the main, make myself more established on the Scottish wrestling scene. I think that's that's the main one. Absolutely. And, and especially after last year, there, there's definitely more opportunities and more spots. I mean, there's, there mm. might be less companies or less promotions running shows for whatever yep. reason, uh, but there's mm. definitely more opportunities out there now. Um, I, I think I've said in previous podcasts as well, my thought is that the very earliest it's not going to be until autumn this year, 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even then, a lot of companies will be relying on a, a core roster. So yeah. um, with Source, especially having so many uh, talented guys, I mean, you've got yourself, you've got ADM, you've got Grant McIver, of course, Source Wrestling Champion. Better mention yeah. him, unless, because uh, he'll surely point out, I haven't mentioned him if I don't. Uh, but you've got so many great guys in Source and girls um, coming through that you will be relied upon during that, that first period back. So, um if you can get some t time in the ring, then of course yeah. the worlds are oyster from that point. Absolutely. Uh, Manlon's asked just a, a another question. He also put, uh, "You've got a time machine and can book one match with wrestlers from any era. So not including yourself, just any match. What are you booking?" Mm. Uh, these questions are good, man. Um, I know I'm going to steal some for future podcasts. As well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels has to be one. Uh, Undertaker and Sting has to be another one. Uh, Big Show and Andre the Giant. I'm just kind of trying to take the, your, you know, your classic kind of. Yeah, of yeah. I've, I've not, I've not, I've not got any personal like kind of my favourites that I would like to see. In different matches, but yeah, classic classic matches that the whole world would enjoy. Yeah, uh, I think that Shawn Michaels AJ style one is going to get closer and closer. Uh, if if we're going to consider Saudi Arabia being Shawn Michaels' last match, mm. so uh, I, I was watching that Undertaker documentary, and it's just everything that could have went wrong went wrong yeah. in, in that <laughs> yeah, match. Yeah. So we're speaking of Scottish wrestling, I mean, 2021, sorry, 2020 was a humongous year for Scottish wrestling. You've got uh, Nikki Cross uh, becoming a two, the first ever two-time women's tag team champion, Alexa Bliss, which I think gets forgotten because of the next one, I'm about to say. Yeah. And Drew McIntyre became WWE champion. Uh, so with this kind of renewed focus in, on Scottish wrestling, uh, where, where do you see uh, yourself? It means your goals, you said, for next year is just to wrestle. But what's your long-term goal? Your five-year plan is NXT UK, Japan, AEW. What's your goal? Um, I mean, the the the. I think the end goal for most people coming through just now is to make this their their full-time job. To to and the way to get that is to get signed. Um, as I've always WWE has always been my. I've always loved watching WWE. It's not been since the last couple of years that I've gotten to different kind of promotions. So WWE, to get to WWE and whatever, NXT UK, whatever, that would be surreal. But then again, there's so many different options out there. There's so many different promotions that are doing so well. You've got like, obviously, as I said, over in Japan, there's AEW Impact. Um, but yeah, I'd say WWE, if I could choose to go anywhere, it would be WWE. And uh, so you mentioned Randy Orton has been one of your constant favourites. Uh, who, who's your, who's your favourites just now then? Who, who's your uh, fave five, as Booker T would, used to say? Uh, who would be your fave five right now? Orton still makes that, obviously. Um, Drew has to come in there as well. Chris Brooks is there too. 
Dijak, well, T, but T bar. Is it T bar? T bar. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, T bar. <laughs> Actually, I, uh, no. Um, Dijakovic was, um, but. Uh, who else my favourite just now? Keith Lee. Keith Lee, he's another. Of course, yeah. Um, th- those two had some wars. Uh, when I, when this whole lockdown thing started, of course, I was able to work from home, so I'd been watching TakeOver along with the pay-per-views uh, in the Thunderdome. Um, yeah. But yeah, Keith, I've only ever, I've got to see the one of their, their last one together uh, on a TakeOver Live, and it's there was just... The guys that big shouldn't move that well. Yes. It's unbelievable. It, it's it's mind blown. Like uh, some of the things they're able to do is just incredible. And give it give it a couple of years, and that'll be yourself. I hope so. Buddy. I hope so. <laughs> uh, so one of our, our classic questions, which I'm trying to actually remember to ask this year and uh, this season, is uh, what's your favourite dinosaur? <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to ask that. Um, I hope th- I hope so though. Uh, favourite dinosaur. Uh, uh, Velociraptor, probably because uh, popular choice. Very popular. I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd say probably because that was I uh, was Velociraptor uh, and Step Brothers. That was the dinosaur mentioned. <laughs> That's the the favourite dinosaur with Dale and Brennan. So I, I'll roll with that one. Uh, we've had some some. I mean, right now, as of recording, we're doing the the year end awards and I've done the podcast awards and I've been going through the. Double checking because one of the one of the awards is of course favorite dinosaur because of course it is, <laughs> and there's been some odd ones in there including uh, I've written them down I don't know why I'm looking at my notepad here, uh, but there've been uh, ones like turkey dinosaurs which I thought was incredible. Oh, uh, that was <laughs> Harmony Sky came, uh, sent that one in uh, during yeah, the, cool. after the poll went out. I thought that's brilliant. Uh, you got Barney of course. Uh, <laughs> someone put Mike Musso which I thought was harsh. Uh, so put me, my mum, which hurt my feelings a lot. So if people are listening Ooh. to this, that was mean. Uh, my mum's <laughs> quite young. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, so I don't know why that... Di- Kev Williams came up with that dinosaur question, and it seems to be a popular one. We've got a t-shirt on it, if anyone's wanting to go on tmail.com, Scott Resnet. Um, so yeah, so, what, so what's your life outside of, of wrestling then what's your you got any passions hobbies or just the darts uh, what do I like outside of wrestling uh, right I mean right now I'm not doing much more else than than like school and work but uh, yeah darts football's a big a big one uh, football and wrestling are the two the two main passions in my life uh, yeah fo- football's kind of as much as I, I gave it up playing, I think I was able to then enjoy it more watching it because when I was playing and what I didn't really like when I played football, I didn't really like to watch football for whatever reason. I'm not too sure, but now I can I can sit and just watch football and actually enjoy it instead of thinking, oh maybe I'll try that or I can just I can just relax and watch it. Oh yeah, so if you're watching wrestling, you're seeing uh, Dijakovic mm. do a, a mental yeah, dive for you sitting there going. <laughs> I could probably give that a go, I think. It'll be Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You get to school and the first person you see in school, no, we're not, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you said your style's not the powerhouse, it's that hybrid Dijakovic kind of thing. Um is there any moves that you want to try? I know for some reason a lot of trainees try want to do a moonsault. That seems to be kind of a one that pops up a lot uh, yeah. any moves that you're wanting to try and add to your repertoire uh, once lockdown's over and you get back into training uh, one I was planning uh, on I'd added to my repertoire um, after my second match was actually the Swanton I was planning on using that and I was very excited to use it in the show in April uh, at Mount Vernon and then I got cancelled. <laughs> so that that was that was one that I was very excited because I'd always loved Jeff Hardy. I was like, so cool. I'm very tall, so it'll look weird. And I was like, that's that that'll that'll be cool. And I'm I mean I'm called the Phoenix, so I could come up with an FD name Phoenix, you know. But I never got to use it. So hopefully at some point in the future. Swanton's the plan. I just thought that if you if if you'd overjump that, you're going to be your legs and turnbuckles at the other side. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. six foot six. 
but yeah, so I mean, it's it's a weird time for everyone, and it's it's great to to have guys like yourself and, and folk that have just started in the wrestling business trying to to agree and to put their name out there and and speaking to me just about wrestling. Uh, so I mean, we're we're going to be putting this out about two weeks after the Royal Rumble. You're still a WWE watcher. Uh, who's your who's your pick for the Royal Rumble? Oh, and then we can find out in two weeks if you're right. Who's uh, uh, my pick for the Rumble? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, quite like to say Keith Keith Lee, but I'm not really sure if that. Uh, yeah, do you know what? We'll go Keith Lee. Not, not T-Bar. T-Bar's not going to... No, no, I, I don't really see that one happening. <laughs> <laughs> you never... Yeah, unlikely. You, yeah, to be honest, you never, you never know. No, exactly. The Royal Rumble is a, is a magical time of year and uh, one day. So we'll go back to just before we, we start wrapping things up, some of your favourite matches then. So you said you, you like watching guys like Chris Brooks and what have you. Uh, what, what would be your... You did send me three matches when you did our interview way back at the start of last year, um, which could have changed. What were your, what were your top three favourite matches of all time? Um, so I think that my favourite was um, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at both uh, fact either 25 or WrestleMania 26. But I think probably 26. Um, that's definitely one of my favourites. Um, second, I would probably say... Uh, WrestleMania 33, which the only reason it's my favourite is because it's uh, when the the hard the ladder match when the Hardys come back, yeah. and I, I was I was there, which was I was mind blown when the 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 lights went purple and the the tattoo that came up on the the, the Titan Tron, and the music hit. I could not believe it. I was I couldn't believe how lucky I was that I got to see. He was they were finally back. Uh, so I'd say that match um, purely for the, for that value. Uh, third, um, third favorite Cena and Punk at Money in the Bank. That's the yeah. So So you're you're actually at WrestleMania. That WrestleMania 33. I was. I was. It was a complete. <clears throat> I didn't go. I didn't go to Florida for. WrestleMania. I, the holiday was booked for Orlando, and I was sat watching WrestleMania 32, and they do the thing where it's like, "Here's where we'll be next year," <laughs> and it came up Orlando, and I was like, "No way!" And I checked the dates, and we landed in Orlando the day before, and I was like, "Dad, any chance we can go to WrestleMania?" <laughs> and we did, and it was absolutely fantastic. I couldn't believe how lucky I was for that, uh, and Taker lost as well, so it was a very eventful WrestleMania. That was, that's just a crazy coincidence, that destiny yeah, kind of thing. That, that it just happened to be the dates you were going to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Were there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, where where did you Were you top tier nosebleeds or did you get quite close to the front? That, that's a question, that is. Uh, so, uh, we missed the ticket release from WWE. So, this, bear in mind, this was like an 80,000 seater stadium. Um, we were two, initially, we were two rows from the back of this whole, the whole stadium. Now, I struggle with feet, I struggle with heights, which is quite ironic being six foot six. So, and, and for the, the security of it, it, it didn't seem very secure. There wasn't like seats. It was like just concrete benches. We went up the escalator and there was like, you could literally see down to the, hundreds of feet below so I, I got up to the top and it was uh, Pac or uh, Neville and Austin Aries uh, they were just starting and Pac was making his entrance <laughs> and we were, up, we were up the back and I was already like caged in and of course the fireworks went off and I, uh, I, I fell I was like lying clutching onto this handle and I was like there's no way it was like a, a helicopter that films like the 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 whole arena, and it, you could see the driver's the the pilot's face. It was like it, it was so high, and I was like, I can't believe I finally got here, and I'm not going to be able to sit here. <clears throat> but thankfully, we made our way down. Um, 
nearer the, the ring where you could actually see the wrestlers. And we stood, so we actually got a very good view. Thankfully, we were allowed to just kind of stand at the back, uh, which we had a great view. So, yeah, I was. it, it started off bad, but it, it definitely got just, just you describing the escalator, my arse was just coming out of me. I was thinking, oh, God. I mean, I'm, I'm not scared of heights, but just the thought of it, going up an escalator to go to the top of an arena. That just... Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I couldn't. I had to sit so that I couldn't see like over the other, like when I say I'm scared of heights, I am, I'm terrified of heights. So it wasn't a good combination. So, I mean, thank God you weren't there for Undertaker's match then, because uh, Roman had that humongous oh. circle at the end, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the wow. Uh, right, so we'll get one of the tall questions just in, because I'm going to ask, how's the weather up there? Question to be asked a million times. <laughs> yeah, so see, if, see, I always say this. See, if someone comes up with like an original tall, like tall person, like joke or question, I'm so impressed because it's always like, what's the weather up there? You must be good at basketball. Do you play basketball? What does a giraffe's head look like? <laughs> and all that ridiculous stuff. <laughs> Never heard that last one. I'll keep it down. If, if, someone, if someone genuinely, if someone can, comes up to me and gives me something I've never heard, I'm, yeah, they are, yeah, they're very good. <laughs> giraffe's head. Uh, yeah, that one's, I'm writing that one down for future use. That's, that's amazing. Uh, right, okay, so... We'll wrap up our chat now. Uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully next time we actually do this and we're into well, season three or four, there'll actually be matches. We'll be able to speak about uh, your your series of matches with with uh, yes. Airstrike and Darren Blair and, and ripping up the tag team scene with Rain. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, if people we'll need to find you, <laughs> if people need to find you, where can they find you on social media? Uh, I am on. Twitter and Instagram at the Colton Davis, so you can find me on both of there. Excellent, uh, great. Well, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the SWM podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll see Keith Lee win Royal Rumble, and then you can <laughs> be so. super smug when you've predicted it uh, a month before the show actually takes place. Uh, but yeah, thank, thank, you. thank, thank, thank you, you again. Very much, thank you very much. No more at all. Enjoyed it. Thanks.